Chant it out. Chant it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling LAFC stories match by match, fan by fan, story by story. We're here again with our opponent corresponding, helping us preview this upcoming match against the Philadelphia Union this upcoming Saturday. Uh, we're welcoming back JP El Parcero Philly from Dupe by the River Podcast. Welcome back, brother. How you been? I've been good, man. How about yourself, brother? Man, just, you know what? I think... Uh, we're we're both in these doldrums right now, and we're just trying to trying to right the ship before the playoffs, right? Dude, it's it's literally that, man. It, it's it's so funny. We were in such different places last year. It was so exciting. MLS Cup, best ever. And this year, we'll talk about it. But I think the best metaphor for both of us is just a wild roller coaster ride. For some, they're just waiting for a ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You, I, you hope that it doesn't end too soon, right? Like you're hoping right. that, this, that both teams find their form and get into the playoff uh, and they're firing on all cylinders. But unfortunately, you know, Philadelphia and LAFC look to be inconsistent. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, when you just talk about Philadelphia right now, current form, mm-hmm. right, sitting in fourth place yeah. in the East. And, and let's be honest, if any of the top four teams in the East were in the West, LAFC would be even farther down looking to potentially be fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, You know, Cincinnati's leading the way, then Orlando City, then Columbus and Philadelphia and Columbus right now tied at 48 points. But Philadelphia is in fourth place um, with a record of 14 wins, six ties, eight losses. You know, talk to us about, you know, recent form. This is the third time that LAFC is going to see Philadelphia, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. formidable rivals. I think a little bit of a rivalry is kind of starting, especially after the MLS Cup. Uh, but then to knock you guys out uh, in the Conca Champions semifinals, uh, you know, and then to see you again, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of bad blood, I think. I think there's a little bit of sour taste in your guys' mouth. But, right. you know, talk to us so far about your season, how everything's been, and then leading up to the match this weekend. Yeah, man, that's kind of why I say like I'm ready for like the roller coaster to be over because Chris, it's literally been up and downs. And we're coming off a month in August where you had two extremely uncharacteristic performances. Obviously, the Miami one was highly documented. Everyone witnessed that. And that sucked being there front and state, front, front, right there to the action. That's absolutely sucked. And then you had like, I think the second match coming back from Leafs Cup. They, they get destroyed in Toronto 3-1. And so, like, it, they're just matches where uncharacteristic play by the back line. You can't find that goal. And they, honestly, like, you watch this team right now, you can still see the talent. But it's sort of like you guys, where you guys have played a lot of soccer so far. These guys right now are trying to find that extra gear. I mean, we've already played, like, what, 42 matches in all competitions so far this year? That's more than we even played last year, right? And we're, we're, we're just in September. And so it, that's been the struggle right now, um, is, is been just trying to get that extra gear. Depth has been a problem this past couple of matches. You just have to rely on a lot of the same guys, and that's been an issue too. But now Saturday, I'm sure it's going to be fun. I'm sure that the atmosphere is going to be great. Obviously, for Philly fans, we're looking forward to this. A lot of a sour taste left in our mouth. And, I mean, overall, this is one where this team has fought for a lot. Like, last night was a perfect example. You're down 2 nothing. You find a way to get the, the point within the last 20 minutes of the match. Actually, last 27 minutes of the match. But that's what they've been doing so far. It's just they've been fighting. But, again, a lot of uncharacteristic stuff, Chris. 
Yeah, and you know, you look at the the last two matches previous, right? FC Cincinnati sitting right now on top, the yeah. favorite to get the supporters shield. You make a tie, right? And that I would think a takeaway is like that's hopeful. Hey, look, we're firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders. We're definitely getting on the right foot. And then you go oh. to play Charlotte, which is a team closer to the bottom of the table, and you're you're saying, "Hey, this is a tune-up match. This will be- definitely get us in the right foot for somebody like LAFC." And then you get another tie, and you're like, man, there goes that Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, just like we have here at LAFC. And it's uh, it's got to be a little concerning, right? Especially when you look at the roster that you put out against Charlotte. It looked like there was a lot of your starting 11 that were in that roster. So, you know, now you're looking at the third game in seven days, a little bit of fatigue. How are you feeling about that match this weekend, and, and what kind of a roster expectation would we expect to see? I mean, rotation has been crucial with all these matches, but problem is – um, you know, if you, if you want to get really technical with it, the real problem has been going back to the offseason, right? We lose to you guys. So Ernst decides to kind of take a page out of your guys' book, and he decides to add depth, which last year the big strength was depth. You lose Corey Burke. You lose Paxton Aronson. That's huge, like absolutely huge. So Jim, uh, I'm sorry, Jim, Ernst decides to replace those guys with uh, Joaquin Torres, right? Um, Andres Pereira, not a forward, but you've got some midfield depth. And then Damian Love for the back line. Um, you really didn't find that Corey Burke replacement. The hope was Joaquin would be that. You had expectations for Quinn Sullivan and Chris Donovan, and they really haven't been all living up to it. Andres Pereira is now gone. He's on loan for now with NYCFC. Uh, Joaquin Torres can't even find the pitch. And Damian Lowe has been getting starts, has been getting minutes. But as of late, his play has been left a lot to desire where he's even clapping back at fans in the in the comment section of the union tweets. He's selling fancy sausages for talking smack on his play. So that really has hurt this team because last year when you can rely on Corey Burke coming out for 30 minutes with tired legs, you don't have anymore. Having a guy like Paxton Aronson adding a little extra creativity in the midfield, you don't have that anymore. So, Jim, like you mentioned, just to rely on a lot of the same guys, a lot of the same starting line. And those guys are exhausted. Uh, and it, it, they've just been diving, they've been diving deep into themselves to try to pull out these results. But, I mean, you know, obviously, we've seen this before, right? Like, in the MLS, you've seen a team play three matches in a week, essentially, and in a week span. And the Union are doing that now from Cincinnati last Saturday to Charlie tomorrow, yesterday to you guys on this upcoming Saturday. But the problem is, is that, in years prior, you can rotate and feel comfortable with it. This year, you feel you rotate, you don't feel comfortable with it. Like last night, you put in Chris Donovan, Pai Barribo for Julian Carranza, Michael Urre, and those guys had opportunities. Barribo's, that was his first star in the MLS. He's an Israeli international that we picked up this past summer here. Um, but that's been the main issue. And there's no supplement. There's no rest for these guys. And it's like, when do these guys get a little bit of a break? And it's been the problem, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you look at these these uh alternate these all alternative competitions that have been introduced, like the Leagues Cup and things oh, like yeah. that. It's you know, it's great that there's more international football, but at what expense? You know, if, if people are potentially leveraging their regular season, uh it makes people wonder, you know, and with these salary cap hindrances and things like that, um, it does. It makes it hard. And then, you know, you even look at other things like look at Kai Wagner, right? And the whole situation that's going on with yep. him, best 11 defender, multiple years. And 
it's it's not that Philadelphia doesn't want to keep him. It's not that he doesn't want to stay. It's just that there's a salary cap issue. And so you're potentially going to lose one of your best players that's happy to be in Philadelphia because they just can't work around the salary cap. And it's, I mean, it's tough, right? Like this, this, this yeah. whole salary cap issue is terrible. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much of a distraction that is. I'm not in the in the dressing room to, to kind of answer to that, but it has to be some type of distraction. And I mean, obviously, Kai wants to stay here. Where that's something we're have to wait to see for the end of the season. But I mean, yeah, you got players flirting with the MLS in Europe, like Anton Griezmann has been saying for years. But how are these teams supposed to put out a full complete roster? You know, when when one guy is making like a third or half of your salary. Um, you know, Miami kind of has opened this, this bad boy up. I mean, they go and get Messi, Alba, and Busquets, and the rest of the league's like, well, how the hell do we compete with that? You know, even the union, their plan of the, the, the youth academy and the homegrown, it's nice, but, dude, we're not, we're not producing Messi's and Busquets in that academy. Uh, so two things, at least here. Number one, with the league, we need to, we need to expand the, these roster restrictions. Like, they have to be lifted a little bit. I understand this. I like the salary cap. I do. I just think it has to be lifted a little bit. Because uh, the last thing I do want is like Real Madrid type of, and Barcelona type of situation where these guys are running the league every single year. That's not fun. Um, and two, our ownership group, like, we need to dish out more money. And, you know, it's, again, it's fine having this youth academy. And obviously it's, it's produced. We, we've made some, some solid profits over the past couple of years with it. But it's not helping us on the pitch right now. Uh, and that's, that's another issue as well. But these are things we have to revisit in the offseason. So, you know, looking looking past this weekend with LAFC, right? Yeah. And in and, and with Philadelphia trying to pull for a better spot, you know, there's there's still a handful of matches left for Philadelphia. You know, you've got 28 games total. So there's six more matches out five after this upcoming weekend. How are you feeling about Philadelphia after this weekend with LAFC? And and where do you think that you'll end up being when it comes time on decision day? Um, oh man, that's a great question, dude. I, I... I want to I want to hope that they can find a way to get a, at least a one home playoff match. You mentioned earlier the East is difficult this year. I mean, you look at the top. Obviously, Cincinnati is kind of running away with it, but then like there's like that log jam with with New England and Orlando, Columbus. I don't know what to even think about New England after the Bruce Arena situation, but they're still going to be hanging in there. But I mean, it's important to get that home match. I mean, you'll see it on Saturday. It's a home field advantage here in Chester, Pennsylvania. It's a smaller arena, right? And so the voice, the sound kind of is easy to trap in there and obviously beautiful views as well, but that's going to be extremely important. I just, I really hope that this team, and all honesty, I don't really, I don't mean to sound this kind of pessimistic with my team, but I just hope we stay one piece and we gain, gain some ground. Like I mentioned, I hope we can get that home, uh, at least one home match in the playoffs, but the way the East is looking, it's a tough schedule. I think, uh, since last Saturday, since the same match, we're going to have seven matches in 29 days. I mean, that's, that's a lot of soccer in a month, man. So they're going to have, they're going to stay afloat, man. They're going to have to find a way to stay afloat. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it is those, those home matches, the, the, especially the way that they've changed the playoff structure, right? That very first yeah. round where you've got to do the best of three, it is very imperative to try and get that home match. And I think LAFC fans are in the same boat where it's like, hey, we're trying to do all we can to get that first place spot. But then as a as a consolation prize, it's like, all right, let's at least get some home field advantage. Um, For sure. So what are you thinking this weekend? Right. Give me a little give me a little expectation of the starting 11 and what you think the scoreline will be. 
Yeah, man. So I, I, I definitely think that Jim's going to run with a lot of the big guns. Uh, you saw some rotation like we talked about yesterday. But obviously in goals, Andre Blake, as we say on Duke by the River, or my co-host Justin, put that bad boy in permanent marker. Um, I think that they stick with the 4-4-2 diamond. I think structurally it looks more organized. I, I feel like um, they attack better with it as well, believe it or not. So I think that the back line will be Wagner, Glezis, Elliott, and, and Harry all at the right. Um, that's one to watch because Dennis Belonga, as you know, is one of the, the consistent keys for you guys. And he's an absolute beast. And Harry L is one of the best 1v1 defenders we have on this team. But that's that's a tall task for a young kid there. So I'm, I'm hoping to see what that looks like. Uh, the midfield diamond, I, I do believe it'll be the Glenn at the left and Brujo as a, at that six. I think Jesus Bueno, who's come on strong as of late, uh, that's the reason why Andres Pereira was able to get loaned out. I think he'll be at the right. Gazak at the tip of the diamond there in the diamond midfield. And then Carranza and Ure as the two forwards. But it's going to be a hard-fought match. I mean, you guys are in the same boat, which is lucky for us, right? Uh, but I think it's going to be a match again that comes in 90 minutes. But more importantly, Chris, anytime we play you guys, for some reason, we don't play a full game. We don't play a full 90. In the MLS Cup case, we didn't play a full 120. You know, Jack Elliott scores that goal. I don't know if they fell a little complacent, but mother effort, there's Gareth Bale ready to score a goal. You look at the CCL first leg. You know, they Uni went up first, and then you guys got that late consolidating uh, goal. So it's important that they play. If they get the lead, you got to keep that lead. That's That's been the struggle against Elliott. We haven't beaten you guys. Um, but, you know, I really hope that these guys can play motivated, can play with an attitude. Do not forget the last two – well, I guess the CCL and obviously MLS Cup last year's two important tournaments, and they knocked you out. That should be enough to motivate everyone on this team, and I hope that they, they show out. At the end, I don't think they will. Again, fatigue is such an issue. Depth is such an issue for this team. Unfortunately, you had to play Carranza and Ure 10 extra minutes that you probably wanted to against Charlotte last night because you went down early. Um, but I think that you'll get – I think we'll see like a 2-2 draw here in Philly. Um, I feel like Union will come back. I think it'll be like one nothing. then LA scores two. Philly will get one, one more. And, oh, Chris, make sure you guys do not foul us in the box, man. Daniel Gazak, 11 for 11 after last night in MLS play. So that's been a key way for us getting goals, man. Now, I, you know what? You talk about Daniel Gazdag and his PK performances. Was he – how did they do the, uh, the PKs in the, in the MLS Cup? Yeah, dude. dude, that, That's what I'm saying. Like, that MLS Cup was meant for LFC to win because it's like so many different things. Like, Elliot's, Elliot's scoring the goal, and then a minute later he allows – and pretty much that was on him, essentially, when Gareth Bell got that goal. And then you look in the PKs, like Gazak is so automatic with that. And when he missed that, like I, I think I felt it. I felt I was like, dude, if he missed that, I, I don't like our chances. And then you saw the rest that would happen. So it is crazy. And I want you know, it's Chris, it's funny you say that. I wonder if that's kind of like subconsciously in his head this year, because dude, he hasn't missed yet this year. Right. So I wonder if that's in his head. I mean, you know what? I I've you know, who knows? Who knows what would have happened, right? I mean, you even look at outside of the ones that were blatant misses, you know, 
John McCarthy yeah. came in big and made a lot of really good saves. Dude. But, uh, you know, it, the pressure every every time you don't put one in the back, the pressure just mounts for the next guy, right? And yeah. who knows? But um, I appreciate it. Go ahead, John. Give us a plug. Where can where can our listeners, should they want to uh, follow up more on anything by the river? Or, you know, I know you do podcasts for other Philadelphia yeah, sports. Where's the best way to to listen to your content? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I would make sure everyone follows me on Twitter at Parcero Philly and at, Insta- at Instagram at El Parcero Philly. I'm sorry, at L underscore Parcero underscore Philly. I forgot that. Instagram doesn't do spaces there. But I have a special announcement this week. Um, something really, really special. Something I've been waiting for a long time. I can't give further details, but it is soccer related. So for all soccer fans, make sure you stay tuned for that. A lot of exciting stuff. Finally getting some breaks here. But, yes, for right now, uh, we do Citywide Special. It's a daily afternoon podcast um, where we talk all things Philadelphia sports. We are trying to make the city more inclusive, especially with soccer. As you many people may know, Philadelphia is a crazy uh, sports town. So we want soccer to be involved with it as well. So we talk all five Philadelphia sports here. Uh, you can find that where we stream podcasts. You can find me on YouTube as well as El Parcero Philly for Chris, man. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you allowing me to be a little bit of a voice of Philly, man, and may the best team win. It's I know it's going to be exciting. That's for sure, man. It's going to be a fun match. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, man. Looking forward to the match this weekend. And uh, who knows? We might be having you on one more time this postseason, and hopefully that'll be a good thing for both of us, right? Look, Looking forward to it, Chris. I'm looking forward to that, man. Appreciate it. Well, uh, again, thank you very much for listening to Shoulder Shoulder Podcast. Please make sure to give us a, a follow, a like, and a comment at LAFC S2S, and we will be back with you again an episode next week. Take us home, Sticks. To shoulder, together this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay flying that FC dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's Koreatown Liddy. Cape us old mommy, about to drop her fifth. They won't need to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that back.